Hello, witchy friends, and welcome to episode number 11 of the Comfy Cozy Witch Podcast with me, Jenny Blonde, the Comfy Cozy Witch. And thank you for joining me for episode 11. I can't believe I'm over 10, officially in the double digits. I know I said that last time, but it's really exciting. And I've had so much fun doing this, and I have met so many amazing listeners met, I mean, people have reached out to me and I've been able to correspond a little bit over Instagram or email, but this has just been such a pleasure. And so thank you for your continued support. Thank you for rating and reviewing and doing all that good stuff, following the podcast, your comments and your support are just so appreciated. So thank you. So this week I'm going to be chatting about meditation And as I think most of you know, meditation is a large part of my practice. It's a daily part of my practice, and I've been meditating for a long time. But before I go into, you know, a little bit of history of meditation and how it relates to our practice and different meditations that you can do, I want to chat about what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So I think if you've been listening to my podcast at this point, you know pretty much what makes me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. And a lot of that has to do with just being still, with taking time to relax, taking time for some self-care, lighting my candles, doing my kitchen witchery, my hearth witchery, which you know is my favorite, connecting with others. But one of the biggest things that make me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy is reading. And I've talked about books on here before, and I know on my lives, people have asked me in the past how many witchy books I have. And honestly, I, off the top of my head, don't know. If I were to guess, it would be between 150 and 200 books because I have many years (laughs) of building up my library And a lot of them I have in person. So I have tangible books. And then I, of course, I have a ton of books on my Kindle because I find a lot of my reading happens at night when it's a little bit darker in the living room and it's it's more difficult for me to read and I don't want bright lights on. So I do find myself reading on my Kindle quite a fair amount, Um, more than I would like because there's something so magical about having a tangible book in your hands and being able to hold the book and turn the pages and underline and highlight, but that's just not practical for me sometimes. And so I have a lot of books on my Kindle. That being said, what is um, making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy is a book that I'm currently reading that I found on my Kindle. And I actually bought this book months ago. It was recommended to me, and I had actually seen it pop up quite a bit on advertisements and just, you know, witchy reading, it would be recommended to me. And it is Psychic Witch, A Metaphysical Guide to Meditation, Magic, and Manifestation by Matt Aron. And I had heard so much about this book that I went ahead and bought it. And it sat on my Kindle for months. And I cannot believe that I am just now getting to it because I have other books. I had advanced reader copies I needed to get through. I had other books that I, that for some reason were placed in front of that book and I kind of forgot about it. And I kept seeing it referenced here and there and thinking in the back of my head, 
oh, I need to grab that book. I need to get that book. And here I had it all along. (laughs) I bought it months ago. So when I was going through my Kindle, because a friend was asking for some recommendations, I was going through books. She wanted um, recommendations on books about goddess. So I was going through my Kindle and I saw Psychic Witch and I thought, oh my gosh, I have it here. And it isn't just the sample. I bought the actual book months ago. So that being said, I started Psychic Witch and it is really making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. Comfy and cozy because I sit at night on my chair with my blanket and my little dog on my lap, a cup of tea, and I read. And it's making me feel witchy, obviously, because it's called a Psychic Witch and it's helping me to connect to my practice even more and just reminding me of some things that maybe I've forgotten along the way. And I really, I'm going to, I'm not the whole way through. I will tell you I'm only about, oh gosh, a quarter of the way through. And even though I'm not finished, I still felt the need to talk about it on this episode because I am enjoying it just that much. And I want to tell you why. So first, the author is, as I said before, Matt Aron. And I, I've heard, I had heard his name before over the years, um, because he, I mean, I think he had written, I want to say he had written some other pieces here and there. Maybe he was consulting with other witches. I can't quite remember, but I know I had heard the name before. And I knew that he had studied under some pretty big names. So Lori Cabot, who is, of course, the official witch of Salem, he studied and practiced with her. Um, Christopher Penzak, which I just adore his works. Devin Hunter, um, just to name a few. And I did notice that he also referenced um, a shout out to Silver Raven Wolf. And, you know, any, I think any witch that is that age, which I'm assuming he's around my age, <laughs> references Silver Raven Wolf because that's like a throwback to the 90s, the first books I remember finding at the Borders, <laughs> the Borders bookstore, um, and picking up. And I have my copy and I have to dig it out. I keep saying that I have to dig out my copy of To Write a Silver Broomstick. Um, because it, it's somewhere in a box downstairs. I know because I wouldn't have gotten rid of it. But so he is, you know, he has studied under these huge names. So he is well informed. He has honed in on his craft and practice for years. And it doesn't seem like he's taken a step away from it at all. And I've mentioned before how my practice has waxed and waned over the years. But he has like fully thrown himself into his practice um, for decades it seems. And I really like the style of writing because it is very conversational. Like I'm having a conversation with him, you know, sitting around a coffee table, having some tea and talking about the craft and talking about um, psychic abilities. But yet it's very smart. Um, So again, it's conversational yet well-researched. He knows his stuff. And I think that that comes across so authentically that in some other books I've read, and I I can't off the top of my head name any, and I don't want to, but I have read some other witchy books that that don't come off quite as authentic as as Matt's does. And I so appreciate that. Um, And I think what kind of leads into this authenticity is the fact that he doesn't, he's not covering a whole bunch of topics in one book. He is all about depth, not breadth. So he is digging and diving deep into what it means to, yes, be a witch, but the clear senses and what it means to be a psychic witch and digging into 
um, his background and his practices. And so you're, you're really diving deep into what it means to be a psychic witch. And it's not an overview of a whole bunch of different things, which I really appreciate. Um, although I do love the overview of the craft in general. I love those books because it's always nice to refresh my mind on every aspect. I really enjoy how deep he is going with just a few topics. And then another thing that I'm really enjoying about this book is the fact that a lot of what he is saying and his beliefs about witchcraft align with mine. And I think when, when we can find somebody that you feel you can relate to and that your, your ideas and views align, I think obviously that makes it a better read. Um, I love how he says the key to magic is the manipulation of energy. And energy is best worked with when it can be perceived, when we can sense that in some way. Like that, I, I mean, there are quotes, his quotes in here, I'm writing them down. And I'm I'm not one to typically write down quotes when I'm reading a book, especially on my Kindle. But I have been reading my Kindle at night with my phone next to me and jotting down notes in my phone. So I can later take some of the quotes and notes and put them into either um, my grimoire, you know, for reference, or even little reminders in my book of shadows. So I really, I really enjoy his tone, his style of writing, and how, you know, things are aligning a little bit with my practice as well. So he talks about intuition and psychic ability and the difference between the two. And he does a really nice job of differentiating those two because I think a lot of people kind of lump them into the same category, which yeah, I guess in the same category, but there are differences. And, um, you know, putting energies into action to achieve a particular outcome and that being magic. Like he just the way that he talks, I don't know, I'm just really enjoying this book and I cannot wait to continue reading it. And it is one that I definitely recommend. And it is also one that I think I'm going to have to buy a hard copy because I want to be able to reference it um, in the tangible form, not just on my Kindle. This is one, and I don't often buy books um, after I have them on the Kindle unless they're really hitting home for some reason. And I'm only 25, 30% through, and I already know that I'm going to be purchasing the hard copy of this book. So thank you, Matt, for writing such a great book. And um, I'm just glad that I realized that I had it all along. And I'm so enjoying it. And that's it. So that is what is currently making me feel comfy, cozy, and witchy. So the main topic of this episode is meditation. And I know that I have, I've done an episode on grounding and one way of grounding yourself is meditating, but I wanted to do an episode strictly on meditation because I will say throughout the last six or seven years, when I have really come back to my practice, uh, meditation has had a big part in that. And one thing that I have firmly believed and I've always firmly believed and it's funny because I just obviously I just talked about psychic witch but Matt (laughs) says the same exact thing in his book but I've always thought that meditation is the basis for 
my practice is the basis for witchcraft, meditation and grounding. Because if you can't be completely grounded, I think it's much more difficult to do any kind of work with energy because then the energy is so scattered and you're so scattered. So it's important, you know, to ground yourself. And my best way of doing that is through meditation. So I'm going to tell, I want to tell a little bit of um, my background, a little personal story about me and when I really started to dive into meditating. So I had always, I had meditated on and off for years. I'd done mindful movement through yoga um, you know, meditation through movement, but I had also here and there sat down and really meditated. But it has been the last six or seven years where I have meditated on a regular basis. And I will tell you for now, five and a half years, I have meditated every single day. And I'm not saying that, you know, to be boastful or to brag because that's not what meditation is about. In fact, I. I haven't told, I hadn't told people that I had been meditating for that long until just recently. So, you know, meditation to me was uh, a private thing, nothing that you needed to be boastful about because, you know, I've, you see some people who are excited to say, oh yeah, I meditate and they've been doing it for two months or six months. And that's great. Like that's great if people are starting a meditation practice, but I think that um, it is something that you, you, I don't know, you should kind of keep to yourself for a little bit. And I got that. And I heard that from John Kabat-Zinn. And if you don't know who John Kabat-Zinn is, and you're interested in mindfulness and meditation, I recommend that you look him up. Um, John, J-O-N, Kabat, K-A-B-A-T, Zinn, Z-I-N-N. He founded the um, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Clinic. I believe it's in Boston. And so he has been researching for decades the effect that mindfulness has on our physical self and on our spiritual selves. And when I was starting to study with him, or not with, I mean, not with him, I would love to study with John Kabat-Zinn. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. But like really study his recordings and his audio um, and his books. He says, you know, you really shouldn't tell people you meditate until you've been meditating for five years. And for whatever reason, that was stuck in my head when I started meditating on a daily basis. I was like, that's one thing I'm not going to, I'm not even going to tell people that I meditate until I've been doing it for X amount of years. And that only came from him for whatever reason. Um, Even though I'd been meditating for a long time, I didn't truly begin a daily practice until, you know, five and a half years ago or so. So anyway, into my into my story. And again, sorry I'm rambling, but you know some of you told me I need to stop apologizing for rambling because you don't mind my rambles. <laughs> and so thank you. My students used to tell me that too. They'd like whenever I go off on a tangent, but they had, you know, a reason so that I wouldn't get into like the homework or the quizzes and the tests and the lectures. They just liked me getting off on my tangents about my life. But anyway, I digress a bit. So, 5 and a half years ago, I I was teaching high school and I was I was having a lot of anxiety for many different reasons about many different things. Um some of the anxiety was medically induced uh with my silly thyroid which I think a lot of people have issues with with that. And um 
just some other things I was struggling with after having my son. And so I, I had some episodes of very severe panic attacks. And I mean, attacks that would last days. Not not my typical half hour to a couple hours that I can calm myself down now because now I have the techniques and tools to do that a little bit better. But I was having, oh, I was shaking uncontrollably. My heart rate would be up to 120 some beats per minute. Um, just very severe anxiety. And I remember going to my doctor because I was you know, when you get in those anxiety spirals, you think you're going to die. And I remember going to my doctor and being so freaked out. And she recommended that I started seeing a therapist. And I had never seen a therapist before. Um, But I thought, okay, I will do I will do anything. And it was my therapist years ago who told me about um, John Kabat-Zinn. And of course, I had done mindfulness and I had done some meditating over the years, but I hadn't really dived into it. And that's when I, I heard of John Kabat-Zinn and I started really getting into meditation and and turned it into a practice that I do not only for my magical working, but just to calm my anxious monkey mind <laughs> um, at all times because... I think at any any time of the day you can you can spiral. You can get caught up in your train of thought and you need those tips and techniques and tools to kind of break away from that. So, I I went to this therapist. I started listening to John Kabat-Zinn and then I started reading more about the connection to witchcraft and connection to my practice and how it all goes hand in hand. And it's interesting because and I know I keep going back to the Psychic Witch book, but that really is what prompted me to record this topic for this episode because I'm reading that right now. Um, and I love how Matt ties those things together as well, ties the mindfulness and the meditating with witchcraft and with our physical bodies as well. Because, you know, your mind is in control of so much. Your mind is in control of so much of that and so much of your energy. And so that is, that's just my little background with meditating. So now I meditate multiple times a day. And I think I've talked about this on my episode about my rituals. Um, It's part of my morning practice. And some mornings I only meditate for five minutes and that's fine. I don't beat myself up over that. Sometimes I meditate for 40 minutes, but my mind is all over the place. Again, I don't beat myself up for that because you don't want to do that when you're meditating. I meditate every night before bed as well. I do a meditation to help me help guide me into sleep, uh, which I enjoy and that helps put me to sleep every night. But that's, you know, that's just a bit about me personally. So I want to talk about Kabat-Zinn and, you know, he defines this meditation as the awareness that arises from paying attention on purpose, in the present moment, and non-judgmentally. And all of those things are so important. So again, the awareness that arises from paying attention, so simply being, paying attention to your breath, paying attention to the sounds around you, paying attention to your body and bodily sensations, paying attention to taste even. So it's paying attention on purpose, so making it a point to pay attention. 
that's the on, and then the on purpose part in the present moment. So it's all about those sensations in the present, not thinking about what ifs that could happen in the future, not thinking about, um, oh, I should have's things, you know, that have happened in the past that can get us, you know, kind of caught up, but things that are occurring in the present moment, sensations in the present moment, and the biggest one of all, and non-judgmentally. Because I think a lot of people go into meditating or when they, they start meditating, they're, they judge themselves. They're afraid that they're doing it wrong because they can't clear their mind or because their mind keeps wandering. But the great thing about meditation is it's non-judgmental. Yeah, so what? Your mind might wander sometimes. And that's fine, just so you're bringing it back to whatever it is you're focusing on in the present moment, whether that be your breath, whether that be something you're looking at, whether that be counting, whether that be sounds. It's coming back to that present moment that's the important part when you're meditating and not judging yourself. And I think a lot of people go into meditation too thinking that they need to clear their mind. Meditation is not about clearing your mind at all. It's just being aware of what is happening in your mind and aware of what is happening in that present moment. Um, So really clearing clearing your mind is not what you want to be doing uh, with meditation. It is simply acknowledging things that come up, acknowledging what is in your mind, and then going back to your breath, as I said before, going back to something that is in that present moment. So again, meditation is the awareness that arises from paying attention on purpose in the present moment and non-judgmentally. And I relate that so much to my practice because You know, our craft and practice is all about working with energy because it's that um, working with energy to make some sort of change that, that is magic or manipulating that energy that is magic. And I feel personally in order to be able to even sense that energy we need to be able to quiet ourselves enough, to ground ourselves enough, and to get to the point where they can where we can sense that energy to manipulate it, to make some sort of change or action. And oh, the, and the FedEx truck just went by. I knew it. Do you hear? Here comes Reese, everybody. And I'm not going to apologize for her because she's part of my life. And that's just what she does. The FedEx truck went by. It's her favorite truck. Here she goes. And so she's just saying hello. Now I need to come back to what I was saying. I got to remember where I was. So being a present moment on purpose, non-judgmentally. Oh, I was relating it to my practice and, and your practice. Because when we are grounded, when we are meditating, because we're in a relaxed state and we're in a state of awareness, we are able to sense energies even better. Um, And we're able to work with our magic even better. So before I do any sort of magical working, even if it's something really small, um, 
I make sure that I get grounded first in meditation, that I meditate first. And, you know, when it comes to meditation, you, a lot of people also think there are misconceptions. (laughs) You have to clear your mind as a misconception. No, you're not, you're not clearing your mind. Um, You have to, you know, judge yourself if you go off topic. No, don't judge yourself at all. A lot of people think that it's all about the breath and focusing on the breath. And a lot of people think they can't meditate because they don't, they can't focus on their breath. Well, guess what? You can meditate in other ways than focusing on your breath. And I'm going to tell you what right now, I have a very difficult time focusing on my breath. And that kind of goes along with some of my anxiety, (laughs) my health anxieties. But I, sometimes I'll think, Okay, am I taking a deep enough breath? And are my or my is my breathing too shallow? I get too caught up on my breath and I have been meditating for years and years and years and I'm still, you know, working on my breath and focusing on my breath. And there is no master uh meditator because you're you're constantly learning whenever you're meditating. I'll tell you that much. Like you never get to a level where um, you're like this this wonderful meditator. Maybe maybe there have been a few figures in the past who can get there, um, but you know meditation is too about a beginner's mind, always going in with a beginner's mind, always wanting to learn. But as I was saying, going back to you know people think they need to stick with the breath. No, you can meditate simply by envisioning a light surrounding you, a light moving across your body, through your body, um, uh, an orb encapsulating you. That's all meditation. So whenever you're imagining these things, simply counting can be a meditation. Counting, not even necessarily your breaths, but just numbers, just counting up to 10 and back down. So closing your eyes, taking a deep breath to center yourself, and simply counting. And that's all you need to focus on. One, two, three, four. And if your mind wanders, then you come back to your counting. So counting up to 10, and then back down to zero, and then back up to 10, or five, or four, or seven, or whatever number, 47, if that's your favorite number, and then coming back down. That's a form of meditating. Simply listening paying attention on purpose to sounds in the present moment, turning on some background music and just listening, not worrying about anything else, but just listening to the sounds. That's a form of meditation. There are many people who meditate better when they're moving. You do not have to be sitting still on a meditation cushion, listening to your breath to be meditating. There is walking meditations. In fact, I I prefer a little bit of movement. When I meditate a lot of times, I will um, sway back and forth a little bit. And it's almost become second nature at this point. It doesn't distract me, um, but it's just part of, of what I do as part of my meditation. It just works for me. But there's walking meditation where you simply walk forward and count your steps and walk backward and count your steps. And, you know, what I love about meditation too, is that anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. My seven-year-old meditates. He practices mindfulness with his sun, what does he call it? The sunshine breath, just raising his hands up over his head 
and bringing them down and raising his hands up over his head and bringing them down over and over again. And he imagines the sun when his arms come up, the sun comes up when his arms come down, the sun goes down. That's a form of meditation. He has this cute little um, snake breath where he breathes in. And then when he breathes out, he goes and then moves his body slithering like a snake. That's a form of meditation. So get the preconceived um, notion of having to sit still out of your head (laughs) because you don't have to whenever you're meditating. Um, So those are just, you know, that's the definition of meditation, that there are some misconceptions around meditation. And I urge you, I urge you to give it a try just for a couple minutes a day in the morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you want, um, sit down. To get really comfortable, put on some of your favorite music. No words, typically, because that can be distracting, but some nice meditation music. My favorite is Alexa. I didn't want to say her name too loud or else she'd she'd start playing. (laughs) Then I tell her to play meditation music and she plays beautiful tracks in the background. So turn on some music. Light your favorite incense or light your favorite candle. I like to light um, my black candle and then another candle because it's part of my morning ritual. So light a candle. Get out some essential oils. Get out some crystals. Do whatever makes you feel calm and comfortable and connects you to your practice. Uh, And then count your breaths or count your steps or just count up to 10 and come back down or close your eyes and envision with every breath you take in, you're inhaling, you know, calm and joy and radiance. And then every exhale, you're letting go of all of those worries and things that have been bothering you and do that with each breath. Um, Or if you are a, a tactile person, you like to touch things, maybe each in breath, you run a finger, okay, up your, up your forearm, and then out, run your finger down your forearm, up your forearm and down, and and then feel that sensation, pay attention to that sensation on your arm the entire time. And then if your mind wanders, that's fine, then just come back to that sensation. So there are so many different ways that you can practice mindful meditation and practice this meditation. And again, set yourself up, get comfy, choose any of the ways that I've I've told you today, or you can find, I mean, a quick search. I'm sure you can find other ways to meditate. But what I want to do is share with you a an exercise that I did get from the Psychic Witch that I did this morning with my morning meditation. And I did mention it on my Instagram post. Um, that I tried this one out and I really liked it. I've done some things similar to this, but not this exact one. So I'm going to simply read it for you and give it a shot if you want to. But again, meditating, start out small, two minutes, five minutes a day, and then work work your way up. So let me get this for you and I will be right back. This meditation is called The Cocoon of Relaxation. And it was written by Matt Aron in his book. And this is what he says. Take a moment to stretch and then find a comfortable position. You may lie down if you feel drawn to. Focus on your breath. 
Breathe deeply, slowly, and rhythmically. Don't struggle. Find a pace that is comfortable for you. With each inhalation, visualize yourself drawing in a calming energy of peace. With each exhalation, imagine yourself blowing any stress or tension out of your body. The stress begins to fly away like dandelion seeds in the wind, floating away and bringing you more and more clarity. Visualize an orb of light at your feet. The sphere is a very calm white light and light mint color. It has a quality to it which is airy, icy, hot, and tingly. It is deeply soothing and healing. Anywhere it touches completely relaxes with your will. Begin moving the orb upward to your shoulders, relaxing every muscle that it touches, front and back. When it gets to your shoulders, move the globe down each arm and hand, relaxing every muscle that it reaches. Draw the orb up your neck to your face, resting your eyes, your jaw, your facial muscles. Listen to your body. Where is there any discomfort, tension, or pain? Bring the orb to this area as you draw in your breath. Visualize your breath filling this area. Affirm that your body relaxes with your intentions. Bring the orb back to your feet where it becomes a blanket of energy. Begin pulling this blanket up and around your body in your witch eye like a cocoon of relaxation. When you are completely covered in your relaxation cocoon, visualize it beginning to melt and soak into your skin, deep throughout your muscles, into your nerves, and into your bones, giving you an even broader sense of relaxation. So I really liked that one. Did you like the dogs barking in the background? That was really comforting, wasn't it? <laughs> um, but I did this one today, and it was really nice. Uh, and he has other exercises in here that I, I will try out as well. But if you're looking for meditation and mindful exercises, a really great place to go is Insight Timer. And I know I've talked about Insight Timer before, but it's a free meditation app. And you can set timers. So I have, when I'm doing a quick meditation, I have a seven minute timer set where I have different chimes throughout. I have different gong sounds throughout, but you can program your own meditation any minute. It could be two minutes even, two, five, seven, whatever. Like I said before, 47 minutes, it's up to you. Or you can do guided meditations. I find that um, when I was first starting to meditate years ago, Guided meditations for me were the best way to go because I was focusing on someone else's voice. I wasn't as distracted quickly. And that's something that I do want to mention too that I didn't say before. Um, a lot of people think that meditation is you just sitting in a quiet room. No, absolutely not. Meditation can be guided as well. Listen to other people guide you. That is one of the best ways that I meditate and really relax. Um, so yeah, tune into Insight Timer or any other free meditation apps, or if you want to pay you know, for meditation apps as well, those are really helpful. Because again, when we can get to a place of calm and relaxation, we can sense energy a little bit better, which can connect us to our magic and to our practice a little bit more. So I hope that that was an, a helpful overview of meditation. Here the dogs are. You can hear both of them in the background because guess who just went by? My mail lady. <laughs> so we have FedEx in this episode. We have the um, 
postal service go by in this episode. Now all we need is UPS and we've hit the trifecta. <laughs> but so yeah, I hope that was a nice overview. Um, if you have any questions about meditation or want anything clarified, just reach out to me. And if you want any, if you want to know more about my own personal practice for meditating, just let me know. Um, cause I'm, you know, I'm pretty much an open book at this point. I like to share, I like to share my experiences and share what has worked for me. I will say before any spell work, before any ritual, I meditate. Um, even if I've already meditated that morning or that afternoon, I always ground myself in meditation and relax myself through meditation before I do any sort of work. I think it just makes our magic work better and makes us connected to those energies even better as well. So yes, that's a bit about meditation. Now I want to move on to the card pull for this week. Okay, so this week I'm actually pulling from a different card deck. I'm pulling from Maya Toll's The Herbiary deck. And I love, I love all of her decks. The illustrations are gorgeous. The wording is beautiful as well. Um, so let's see what we need to know this week. Okay, so the card is Burdock. Tap your resources. So Burdock Root. Um, and I love this because I actually have been working with Burdock lately. I use it in some of the uh, spells that I create for my apothecary, for the Comfy Cozy Apothecary. Um, and I use it in the protective spell and the protection spell jars because burdock root is really good for purification and for protection. So let's see what Maya Toll has to say about burdock root. You know the burrs that get matted into your dog's coat in autumn? <laughs> yes, the ones that prick your fingers and refuse to come untangled. That's burdock. She's a tireless companion and yes, she sticks with you, cheering you on when you're running low on steam or self-esteem or recovering from a lingering ailment. Burdock's a nurturer, building you up with gentle sweetness and asking nothing in return. Her taproot runs deep. Once she sets her sight on breaking up crusty soil or shifting old habits, she's persistently relentless. She's the friend of your childhood, the one you can always count on to have your back. Trust me, she says, all will be well. I really love this. I love the language in, in her book too. It's just so beautiful. Um, so yeah, burdock root, again, it is protection. It is comfort. It is purifying and purification. It helps you find strength when you think you don't have any. Whenever you need some self-esteem, it helps give you that little extra oomph and it warms you from the inside and nourishes you deeply. So in this way, Burdock Root is a hearth fire. She offers gentle heat. She offers warmth and light. And she offers the promise of a home-cooked meal. So I really, I really love that. So to reconnect with your inner flame, your own sustenance, and your self-esteem, start by lighting, lighting a candle. Um, stare into the flame. Imagine a small spark lighting deep in your core. See the candle's flame mirrored within as a glowing ember. Breathe gently, letting your inner flame grow with each inhalation and shrink to an ember with each exhalation. Inhale, exhale, inhale, 
exhale and look, you're meditating. This, this is, <laughs> this ritual that goes along with this is a very nice meditation. After you have this visual, visualization down, add a sense of warmth. Feel your innards warming on the inhalation and cooling on your exhale. And then practice for one minute at the start and work up to 10 minutes of practice. Know that, like burdock, each breath is nourishing you deep within. So, of course, yet again, the card of the week resonates closely with the topic of the week, which is meditation, because here you're given a beautiful meditation to reconnect with your inner flame. Um, So, yeah, that's a bit about burdock and what a beautiful card. And again, uh, it's it's um, a cauldron over a hearth flame, and you can see the burdock root growing underneath the ground. And there's a candle, and it has the leafy green part of the burdock. It is just a really beautiful visualization as well. So yes, a bit about burdock. So thank you all for joining me for episode number 11. I, again, I appreciate all of your kind comments, all of your messages and your reviews. I think this week I was up to, I want to say 26 reviews and they've all been five stars. So I'm first, I'm overwhelmed. That's really exciting. I can't believe it. Um, And that means that many of you are listening and that just makes me so happy. (laughs) Also, I want to give a special shout out to a couple of people who left some reviews. So I have a couple more reviews. I believe three actually. Medicinal Melange. Thank you. You're loving the podcast and you're binging while studying herbs, which is so exciting. And I love that. And I love how um, some of the herbs that we talk about kind of sync with what you're learning about as well. So thank you for your cozy comment. Um, Jane Doe 505. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Jane, I love what you wrote. You wrote, you haven't yet realized how great your show is, but we have. You don't know how much, how good that makes me feel. Like that's really special to me because, you know, I'm always questioning myself and I think that's part of my anxiety. And, you know, we've, we've heard, and I'm sure you've heard and talked about imposter syndrome. So, you know, that's, that's really cool of you to say. So thank you very much. And I won't apologize for the length of them any longer, if I remember. (laughs) And, um, Vadgorific. Thank you so much for your comments as well. Um, You like sharing the family magic. Yeah, I love sharing. I love sharing the stories with you all. Um, And typically, you know, I'm not one who who would share all of that, but I feel called to do this on my podcast. So I'm really happy that you're all getting that and getting something out of it. So thank you for those amazing reviews. Um, If you want to support me, if you like what I'm doing here with the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. That's the one I see the most that I have access to. Um, I have access to the other ones, but it's harder for me to find those. I'll just put it that way. But go feel free to rate and review on those platforms as well. I just see the Apple Podcasts more. Um, So feel free to do that. You can support me by visiting my Comfy Cozy Apothecary. I just opened for the new year and I have some new products in there. And you can also support me through checking out the Fit Witch Challenge. I'm the founder and creator of the Fit Witch Challenge. So that would be great if you want to check that out as well. 
You can find me on Instagram at Comfy Cozy Witch. You can also find me on my website that I never actually go to. So <laughs> ComfyCozyWitch.com. And I do want to post on there eventually. I want to start, I don't know about blogging, but at least writing some articles here and there, some pieces here and there that tie into my episodes. I'll get there eventually. I'm just taking my time. And you can also email me at comfycozywitch at gmail.com. So you can find me at comfycozywitch at all of those different places. And of course, Instagram, feel free to reach out through direct message. Um, I do respond to everybody's message. At least I think I've responded to everybody. I think I have two I need to respond to. But I will respond to you if you just reach out and let me know your thoughts. Or if you have a question or just want to give me feedback, I welcome all of that. So everybody, until next time, stay comfy, cozy, and witchy. Thank you.